This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello, football fans, and welcome to the Onside Kick. My name is Ricky Widmer, and as always, I'm joined by the Mark Weber. Dub them ease. And you can kind of see, if you're on the YouTube page, however, you can see SoundCloud. It sounds normal, but... On the YouTube page, you can kind of uh, see us, or hopefully, you, hopefully you can see us. If you yeah. don't, if you don't see us right now, something went it terribly wrong, and it didn't work. Basically, what we're doing is we're trying to have a uh, cam right up there, so you guys can see mm-hmm. us recording the podcast. So you don't have to look at our beautiful logo for the entire podcast. But if you're looking at the logo right now, if you want to look at it, look. if you want to still look at the logo, feel free to pull it up. Yeah, I mean, and it's a great image. You just minimize mm-hmm. the podcast. You yeah. can still do that if you would like to do that. Yeah, you can do it whenever you want. I mean, it's a majestic logo with the football that ours truly Mark Weber designed. But we're back here to continue our NFL previews and we're done with the North. And now we move on to the South and how we've been doing is AFC, NFC, and we got to start with the AFC. So we're going to be going through the entire AFC South in this podcast. And how it's going to work is we're going to start with the bottom feeder from last year and move right on through to the division champion. And then at the end, me and Mark are going to kind of give our early kind of predictions for who can win the division, who could be a wild card team, and just the playoff teams from the division. But we got to start with this is a team that you did for our previews, Mark, in the Tennessee Titans. This is a team that coming in had the number one overall pick, traded it away because they didn't need a quarterback in Jared Goff or Carson Wentz. And for me, this is a team where I know they picked up DeMarco Murray, and that was the big free agent acquisition, well, the trade acquisition for them. But this season all comes down to how is Marcus Mariota going to do in his sophomore season. That's definitely going to be a big part of it for sure. Uh, it, it all comes down to the quarterback. I mean, this is the NFL. Quarterbacks mm-hmm. are really important. It's a quarterback-driven um, league. Yeah, and especially especially these young quarterbacks that they have. That's going to be something because you need to see that development. You know, you don't want a guy who comes on strong one year and then falls off. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just kind of a really bad situation for the Tennessee Titans because they were just number one overall. If Marcus Mariota was going to suck, he might as well have sucked in his first, his rookie year, not his second year and beyond. So that's going to be very important. I mean, his play is important, but the offensive line is going to be extremely important. There's a reason why they went and got Conklin in that first round very early in the draft Mm -hmm. because they need to protect Mariota. He got a little hurt last year. He got a little banged up, and they can't afford to have that happen again. That's why that run game needs to be improved, and that's exactly what they were trying to do. Uh, that's why you get that improved. That's why you improve the offensive line. That's why you get him some weapons to throw the ball to. It's all about the putting the pieces around Marcus Mariota so he continues to, de- uh, to develop so that way it's not a Blake Bortles situation where he's going to sit and wait for years upon years I, before he finally gets help. I don't know. Blake. We're going to get into Blake Bortles. I have a... Different. To, I don't think it's all Blake. Like it, or it is all Blake Bortles now to see if he can carry that team. We're going to get into him though. I'm later. just saying his his first few years he had no well, help. He had no, now he's got help. Mariota's not fitting. Or Mariota's not seeing himself in mm-hmm. that same scenario. Well, and I mean the big thing with the reason why Demarco Murray to me is the just the biggest acquisition this offseason. Not only because of his name, but because 
DeMarco didn't have good years in Philly. He just didn't fit in with Chip Kelly. We thought it was going to be better with the kind of no huddle, the spread that he used to play when he was back in college. But DeMarco Murray's not that same kind of a running back. He went to Dallas, and it was basically he was a product of that offensive line, that great offensive line. He was a product of it. And I think that Mike Malarkey could be, he should take that and kind of replicate it. And it's not going to be a just 100% replication of what Dallas did. He's going to throw in his own kind of spin to it. Because I mentioned in the Derrick Henry film breakdown for the NFL draft, who they also got, I also kind of mentioned there that two of the running backs that Malarkey coached as an offensive coordinator, Jerome Bettis, the bus, and Michael the burner Turner. And those were guys were especially like the bus that just pounded up the middle. We're going to kind of just chug it right at you. And that's what DeMarco can do. Just hand him the ball, let him go right up the middle, break through and gain some yards. Yeah. I mean, look at the two teams that played themselves or that played in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. this past year. Carolina had a great run game, but the Denver Broncos probably had an even greater run game. So these are teams that are showing you that balance is very important. That will win you games. That will get you far. Uh, And then when you look at the Tennessee Titans, because you mentioned the Dallas Cowboys, Mm -hmm. what did Dallas do for years in that draft? Offensive line. What did the Tennessee Titans do? Taylor Decker. Yep. Uh, but they get Lewin, they get uh, Warmack, they mm-hmm. have, um, they. I'm blanking on Conklin now. Yep. They went out and they got as many guys to help out the line as they could through the draft. They're going and seeking as much help as they can get to mm-hmm. build that up so they can have that run game for Derrick Henry, for uh, for DeMarco. They can have it for Mariota, who's a mobile quarterback, but he can also be protected. He's not going to be like Tony Romo who gets hurt. You know, you can't afford to have that. You can't afford to have this guy get hurt uh, because he is what you just a year ago invested in, and now you're investing in all the pieces around him. And for a second when I looked and I was like, why, why did Mark give me that kind of stupid look on his face of just like, why did you say that? I meant to say Conklin. I said mm-hmm. Taylor Decker, and you gave me that look like, yeah, sure, Ricky Taylor. Decker I agreed with nice. you because I just wanted to get through it, and I was like, I then, don't know where this is coming from, but sure. I totally for like is here. Mm-hmm. Here, I'm gonna go on a mini mini kind of right, do what you gotta here. Do. It's because in all of my mock drafts leading up to it, I had Decker to the Titans. So in my You're mind, still I'm like, not oh over yeah, it. they they took they took Decker because who never listens to Ricky's advice because mm-hmm. I'm always right, but. Conklin is big, the offensive line. Even look at the free agent signings. They go ahead and make sure they keep Byron Bell, their top free agent offensive tackle guy. Then they bring in Ben Jones from Houston, and they also grab in on the offensive line side. I'm looking, no, that's the only offensive line side they have. But they also bring in like Antoine Blake to play quarterback, Rashad Johnson to play safety. But on the other side of that offense, we talked running backs, we talked offensive line, but the one thing, Marcus Mariota also needs some weapons to throw to. And I think that the Tennessee Titans did a kind of positive move by bringing in Rashad Matthews, the guy who I had on my fantasy team. And for the Miami Dolphins, he was a solid target for the Tannehills in Miami. Mm -hmm. And and to be fair, you know, the Miami Dolphins struggled in the passing game Mm -hmm. quite a bit. 
but but he was a solid like he's a good option. spot for that. And pairing that up, of course, with uh, with Kareem Beckham, who's another good option. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, neither one of these guys are you know that number one that you're just thrilled about. You know he's blowing everybody out of the water. Nobody can defend this guy. Unfortunately, that's not the situation that they find themselves in with this. I I definitely see that the Tennessee Titans can be a good team. They can do a lot. The uh, All of the offense should be better. The defense should be getting better. But I think the one, the one piece that they're going to see that they're missing is going to be the wide receiver. They're going to need a mm-hmm. true number one guy, well, and that's going to be the downfall all season. I just don't think, Ken, like to me, Kendall Wright, He's I, not I've, the guy. He's not I've the given guy up for on the Kendall Titans. Wright a long time ago. Like they're gonna learn that okay, we gotta get rid of Kendall Wright. Harry Douglas to me, he was good in Atlanta, but he's not the kind of guy that I want being my number one, my number two. He's the guy that I'm like, okay, he's my third receiver on this team. They really need Doriel Green Beckham to step up. They need Rashad Rashad Matthews to step up. As of right now, I'm looking at rlads.com and for some reason they have Richard Matthews as the backup slot receiver. They have Douglas Wright and then Tahe Sharp, the wide receiver out of UMass that they just drafted, starting in that slot position. And to me, that kind of that's, that's, throws a that's like, a little what? strange. Like, why would you have fifth round pick yeah, coming yeah. right in? I and starting. I think that Richard Matthews is going to play a big role, and these wide receivers. It's still going to be a let's lean on Delaney Walker kind of a season for. The receivers because he's going to be, gonna have to let, be the option. Of course, you know Demarco Murray takes a lot of pressure off mm-hmm. these guys. It makes it a lot easier when you can do a play action, uh, when you can you know make a team scared of your run game. Unfortunately, I don't think it's enough to catapult the Tennessee Titans. We're not sitting here going from worst to first in this division. That's just not the situation the Tennessee Titans find themselves in. Of course, unfortunately for all the teams in this division. Schedule isn't that easy. It's not terribly hard, but it's not that easy either. So a team like the Tennessee Titans, they're going to struggle a little bit more with some of these teams they're going to face because they're facing some really good defenses as well this year. And I'm going to say this from our Minnesota Viking video that we did where can the Vikings win Super Bowl Lee? I kind of talked about, because I'm a Vikings fan if you guys are new to the channel, and the one thing we kind of talked about was I was like, oh, we play the Titans, that's an easy win. And someone commented, oh, in the last X amount of seasons, the Titans have never lost an opener. I mean, you remember last year when the Mariota-Winston Bowl, Mariota kind of gave a F you to Jameis Winston, and then it was Winston the whole rest of the season. But I think they lose that opening game. I'm sorry, Titan fans. Hey, you know what I always say about patterns, Ricky, and streaks? They're meant to be broken. They end. Yeah. They they end. End. And I mean, the Detroit game in week two, that's a winnable game. But then you flip it around and you've got Oakland and Houston, which I, I'm i high on Oakland this year. Houston's probably going to be the division winner. I'm not quite sure. but I don't think the Colts they could, could take be. it, but and then you've it's got, tough. Yeah, Miami and Cleveland. Miami will be a tough game. Cleveland probably will win. But then you've got Indy and Jacksonville where Indy's going to be up there with Houston and Jacksonville's improved. Then you go Chargers, Green Bay. You've got the Colts again. You've got the Bears, who I know people are saying we're too high on the Bears. Maybe it's because we're here in Chicago, but this schedule for the Titans ain't easy. Mm-hmm. No, and when you're looking at the Chicago Bears, they are a team, the weakness on that Bears defense is going back 
It's going to be mm-hmm. the safeties. It's going to be the corners. It's not going to be the front seven. The front seven's where that team is strong. Oh, the linebackers team like this, and defensive line are They're, they're going to take down, you know, they're going to be able to stop a guy mm-hmm. like DeMarco Murray, Derrick Henry, where if there's nobody to throw the ball to, you're playing right into the strength of a team that's just kind of average, making them look a lot better. And I'm going to be honest, I'm glad I do not have to give the prediction for the Titans this year, because that will be on it's you because you did the video. But I would not be surprised if Week 7 to Week 17, all losses. Would not be surprised. Colts, Jacksonville, Chargers, Packers, Colts again, Bears. Let's not get too excited about the Broncos, Chargers, Broncos, Chiefs, Jaguars, and Houston. Okay, one win. One win in there. Maybe the Chargers. But the rest of that, it might not be a good time for Tennessee. I'm telling you guys, Titans fans. Don't worry, you're not going to be number one overall again. <laughs> it's not going to happen. That the, spot well, that, is reserved for someone else. That's the Eagles. That spot has a nice, yeah. shiny reservation oh, on it. I I won't be shy. It's, it's going to be up. the Eagles. It's great. It's going to be it's the beautiful. Eagles. And just so I'm teasing this out now, mm-hmm. this week I finally made my decision. I know who my kiss of death team is going to be. Very good. That's nice of you. you got to wait for it, though. I know who the kiss of death is going to be. I just don't know who they're going to play in the Super Bowl yet. Okay. So I'm on one side of it and the other side. I'm still unsure. But is there anything about the before we move on into Jacksonville, is there anything with the Titans that we missed? I mean, I'm sure there's more things we could talk about with the Titans, but I want to get to some of these other teams as well. We did do our previews, so you can go check those out, the individual mm-hmm. team previews. Uh, but we're going to be doing more of them of course, the, in well, the actual predictions where the we go game by game and give you wins and losses. But let's move on to the Jacksonville Jaguars, the team that I did the preview for this week, only because I would have loved to kept my streak alive in doing division champions. However, you know, Sean wanted to do the Texans because he likes Will Fuller, and I really like the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think this is going to be not only the most improved team in the AFC but the most improved team in the AFC South. I should have said that backwards because obviously if you're the most improved team in the AFC, you're going to be the most improved team in your division. But You'd think, yeah. Th- this is a team that, I mean, hit the absolute home run of the offseason. Like their free agency, their draft class, they're probably the best offseason for any team. I mean, they go ahead and bring in – You've got Malik Jackson coming in, going to play on the defensive line. Chris Ivory, where I mean, some of you guys may be saying, but Ricky, he wasn't that good, and he only played great in eight games. He doesn't need to be the starter. He just needs to be a solid guy behind TJ um, Yeldon. And then you get Prince of Makamura, and I know what you're saying, but Ricky, what Prince of Makamura are we going to get? I'm still excited for this. It's going to just strengthen that secondary. I know Ramsey got hurt, but you still have Ramsey. You get Miles Jack is going to be a absolute stud when he goes ahead and hits the football plays, field. Yeah. And then, I mean, Sheldon Day, this is a guy, a fourth-rounder that I was excited about. No, don't forget Kelvin Beecham on that offensive line. But to me, this team, this season for Jacksonville, I kind of compared it in my preview to Teddy Bridgewater, where, okay, Blake Bortles, you got to show me if you can be the star of this team, it's all on you. Mm-hmm. Because to me, this is going to be the season where 
it's like, okay, we put it on Bortles. Is he going to be the guy of the future, or do we have to think about drafting a quarterback next season or the year after? I don't think next season is really where they're going to look. I think they, more he's got a little bit. the year bit. after, but or two years. You know, they're, they're starting to give him more to work with. They're starting to realize Alan that. Allen Robinson, Allen Hearns. You can't just rely on your quarterback to mm-hmm. make things happen. Not everybody can be Aaron Rodgers. Or Tom Brady. Or Tom Brady. Or, you know, the retired Peyton Manning, who's looking forward to watching football now. Man, Tom, t- or Peyton Manning even did it with a noodle arm. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you you got to give a guy something else to help out. Mm-hmm. This is definitely the right start for the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're on the right direction. I think they're on an uptick, but I don't want people to get as excited as Ricky is letting them get right now. It's going to be a tougher division. Here's the way I see it. This is a team that, because of their schedule, could be a 8-8 at best team, Mm -hmm. but will probably be 6-10 because I say... Two or three of those games are going to be three or seven point loss, like one score losses, where it's like, man, if we would have had that one, we would have been eight and eight. This team definitely has everything they need to build in the future. Uh, But the unfortunate thing for this situation here, and a lot of it depends on what we were just talking about, how is Mariota going to play? But Blake Bortles is not going to be a bad quarterback. He's Mm -hmm. not going to do well, but he can find himself as the worst quarterback in this Mm -hmm. division. You got Andrew Luck who complete. Competing yeah. with Brock Osweiler, who just showed that he was actually pretty good. You know, we we got to see what he can do when he's not on the best team in the NFL. True. And then, of course, we got Mariota, who's a physical freak. He can do it all on his own. Assuming Boy, there's no Mariota. sophomore he's Super slump. Mariota. Yeah, if there's no sophomore yeah. slump, then Bortles is looking at probably being the worst quarterback in the league, or not mm-hmm. league, but division. <laughs> last in the elite? Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> no, I was going to say, in the, I almost said last in the league. Ooh. But no, no, no. Not RG, quite. RG3 will be worse. Don't worry. Cleveland, don't will, know, be, man. Cleveland will be worse. The hey, Browns aren't going to break any LeBron curses. LeBron won a championship. Cleveland, the curse has been broken. So now LeBron, everyone's talking about him maybe leaving Cleveland. No, he's going to stay in Cleveland. He's just going to play for the Browns. He's going to be quarterback. Play some tight end, baby. No, he's playing quarterback. Oh, like, he's going to play quarterback? Forget it. I'm the quarterback now, guys. <laughs> like, I don't think you're built he's for this. He's the quarterback and the coach, and he's going to tell that front office what trades He's going to play make. middle linebacker, too. <laughs> he's going to do it all. He's going to play two, uh, day, two, two ways? Yep. they just going to call him two ways James? Two ways, James. I think it's funny to say uh, that, of course, Jalen Ramsey failed to buy number 23, the jersey mm-hmm. he wanted, stuck with number 20. Yeah. Because he didn't like 38. <laughs> this reminds me of when you are you know, when you were in Little League. Mm-hmm. And you got to pick the numbers. No. I didn't get to pick no numbers. I got It was to. based on how big you were. Number one was the smallest jersey. Number 14 or whatever was the biggest jersey. I, I was looking for 12. Mm-hmm. And I fit into that jersey no matter what because I it was found, the, it was a bigger jersey probably found, that's the way they go. I found twelve, and mm-hmm. even if it was like one size too low, I fucking took it because that was my number. That <laughs> You're was wearing the number like a mini I was shirt. Play. You know, you got it all there, tight on yourself. There was one year the jersey was a little bit tighter just because I I wanted twelve. Twelve was my number, man. And this was before Tom Brady, so I don't want any comments about Ricky just likes Tom Brady. He technically stole my number because he, he came did. into the league after that. But I want to read a comment with the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is from Kyle. Shout out to you. Kyle's a Titans fan, so we got to put that little grain of salt on there. But he's talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he said, and I quote, I want to see what they do when they start the year at 1-5. and five. And then looking to come to play to Nashville 
to play a team they are supposedly better than. If my Titans win, they would go one and six. That they that do they fire Bradley midseason. And that's the point I want to make. Let's say they go one and six. Is Jacksonville going to be a team that if they do bad enough, Gus Bradley's fired midseason and they're looking for a new head coach? I know that this, this just took a 180 of I'm getting you all excited about the season and then I'm talking about firing your head coach if you go one and six. Well, you got to look at it. They're playing the Packers. They're going to play the Ravens, which are going to be a better team. Colts are really good. Mm-hmm. The Bears mm-hmm. are an improved team. The Raiders are underrated at the moment. The Chargers are the only team in that stretch that are who's, easier. Who's the win that Kyle is talking about? The I'm Chargers assuming the he's Ravens? giving them the Chargers. Maybe the Ravens. He might be giving them the Ravens, but They've I think got the, the Ravens are going to be Mark better. They do. It's really difficult to have that. St- and second year he's involved with the team. This mm-hmm. is when it starts to get really bad. So I, Just I'd, wait. Say, I'd say that win is over the Ravens. All right, we'll give it to the Ravens. Home. Yeah, because it'll be tough to go at San Diego, mm-hmm. um, I would I would assume. But even though I'm – you guys, if you are a longtime fan of Most Valuable Podcast, mm-hmm. you know that I am very high always on, on the, the Chargers. Chargers. <laughs> I'm pulling it back this year. I'm Why? not going to be as excited about the Chargers. We'll, we'll get into that when we get into the AFC West. I just don't want my hopes crushed. <laughs> I don't. We'll, we'll find out in two weeks. It's like two when you guys. just got out of a serious relationship and you got to go into the next one, you got to mm-hmm. go slow. That's what we're doing this year. We're, going, we're taking it slow, me and the Chargers. You know, we're, we're, we're just going to take it back a notch. We're going to take things a little bit slower. Exactly, exactly. So if they are a 1-6 team, a 1-5 team, whatever then, it might be. Well, 1-6, because then you got the Chiefs and the Texans coming up next. I think you kind of have to, right? I have to fight Because it's dust. not going to get any better. You know, you're going to play the Texans, the Lions, eh, the the Bills, I don't know. The Lions, but the Broncos, eh. the Vikings, the Texans again. Uh, you know, your divisional games against mm-hmm. the Titans and the Colts. It doesn't get any better. It really doesn't. So if you start off just dragging your feet into this NFL season, some change has to happen. Something has to go, and it's not going to be your quarterback. Blake Bortles showed that he's going to be possibly something good in the future. You got to do something. You know, you might look around and say, all right, what is anything we can get rid of? Is it GM? It's is be it easier coach? to get rid of the coach? Is it an offensive coordinator because our offense is not getting it done? You know, they were a terrible, terrible team running the ball last year, and they gave up a shit ton of points. This was not a good team on either side of the ball last year. Passing was actually fine. I don't want to take that away from them. They were good passing. So if, you know, they. If they continue to not be good running the ball, mm-hmm. if they continue to let teams score all over them, this is something that's going to say something has to change, especially if you're going one and five, especially if you're going one and six. Now, do something. the one thing I do want to point out, and this is for Gus Bradley, he came in 2013, four wins that season, that first seven games, 0 oh and seven. If we move on to 2014, overall, Three wins, however, that first seven, they went one and six, winning that seventh game. And then last year, obviously, winning five games, winning two within the first seven. So, to me, maybe you could go out and say if the trend kind of goes, they went zero, one, two. Could we be looking at, I'll flip it now back to the positive, three and four? I know that we saw the games that are there. 
but the trends have gone zero one two. Mm-hmm. The trend would be three and four in the first seven. Well, you look at this. I I think that the the Jaguars can beat the the Chargers. I think they have a good shot at beating the Ravens. The Bears is a game I want to look at though because. Mm-hmm. Yes, are, have we been high on the Bears? Do I it think could the be Bears would win that game? That's one that I think will be like, a, if they lose, it's by a touchdown. In last year, the Chicago Bears were not good at Soldier Field. Mm-hmm. They were a lot better away than they were at home. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe that's you know maybe that streak continues. Or I mean, even like maybe o- like Oakland and Indianapolis, maybe they get an upset just because those two are mm-hmm. at home. Or hey, let's look at it this way: the maybe Titans. the maybe the Jaguars are just a good team. And maybe they surprise somebody like the Packers. I I hope that you, like this team excites me every year with the moves they like. They yeah. bring in Julius. It should Thomas. be better, right? They, now they bring it in Malik Jackson, and their first two draft picks blew me away. I love Ramsey. I absolutely love Miles Jack. I think they hit home runs on mm-hmm. both of them. This is a team that I think is making the right moves. It's just now it converting always- it to the field. The Jacksonville Jaguars always look good on paper. They always look like they're doing the right things. It just doesn't seem to translate that mm-hmm. well. I mean, 5-11 is not terrible. You know, we're not getting out the pitchforks just yet. But we're talking about head coaches. We're not talking about relocation yet either. Head coaches have been fired for less. Chud got fired after a year. Yeah. Lovey got fired from the Bears. 10-6 season, yep. too. Winning season. Didn't make the However, playoffs. However, I'm happy about that now because now he's with... My orange and blue in the well, college game. He's only going to let you down, Ricky. He's I, only going to let you down. I don't know if he can let me down more than I've already been let down. He's your absentee father, Ricky. Yeah, I. You know what? He's I, not going to show up to your t-ball game. <laughs> oh, but but I, but I played a good game. He didn't see it. But I played a good game. I hit a home run that game, right off the tee. But at least Lovey will let you get some ice cream. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's okay, Rex. We gonna get some ice cream after the game. <laughs> That really like just soft spoken yeah. uh, voice of he's not loving. getting anybody fired up. <laughs> no. But is there anything about Jacksonville before we move on into the upper echelon the, of teams? The big thing I want to say about the Jacksonville Jaguars, they are the big question mark in this mm-hmm. division here. Well, they could either be hot or cold, yeah. hot or cold. Which way you gonna go? And, and if they fall into the middle here in the middle grounds, you don't want more mediocrity. You don't want to mm-hmm. see more of the same. This team's either gotta suck. So that way they can blow things up, mm-hmm. or they got to be good. You really don't want another four, five, six win team. You don't want that. The way I said it in my preview, and this is grain of salt, because of course when we look at the predictions, I'm going to actually dissect each game closer to the season. But right now, the way I see it is they're probably going to be a six win team but they should have been an eight or nine win team because there's going to be three or four games that are decided by one possession, like one score, like either seven, four, three, one score games are going to be their Achilles heel this year. That's the way I see it. But I mean, it's not a terrible, it's not a terrible situation to be in. At least it gives you a little bit of hope next year that you can turn that around. I just, the thing that scares me about the Jacksonville Jaguars mm-hmm. Is that defense going to be better than it Because they could score points. They could score points like a lot of teams, better than a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. They just gave up more points than they like. And I know that sounds like John Madden. John Madden's not in the room right now. But they gave up a lot more <laughs> we're not, points we're not than, drawing they, circles than they let in. On the, uh, on the face cam recording. Everybody is here to see a football game, Ricky. <laughs> but no, I mean, they gave up a lot more points than mm-hmm. they were able to score. And they were able to score quite a few points a game. 
Unfortunately for them, that defense has to get fixed. I'm not 100% sure it will be good enough to take the Jaguars to the next level. Well, and now moving on, one team that kind of, you say, that Jacksonville let up a lot of points. The one thing I was looking at today, another defense that kind of let up a few amount of points in their games, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Is the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, Jacksonville, 28 points per game. Indy, not that far behind them. 25.5 points per game is the one they were giving up. Here's the only thing about Indy that I want to bring up before we get into the hot topics of Andrew Luck and his contract extension is the way the season went, Luck played the first three, then Hasselbeck for two, Luck for four, and then Hasselbeck 11 through 17. Well, 11 through 16, and then Freeman for 17. You look at the 45-10 loss to Pittsburgh, the 51-16 to loss at Jacksonville, and I look at it and go, it would have been different if Luck was playing. Oh, definitely. It would have been different. The game would have been managed differently. The defense wouldn't have been on their toes as much. So I kind of look at those two games in particular and go, maybe that's because Luck wasn't playing. Now, this team was super mediocre last year. They were just not good. My AFC, they weren't terrible. My AFC Super Bowl pick, by the way. Kiss of death. Of course. Now... They just were not very good. But part of the big thing is going to be not having your leader out there, Mm -hmm. not having Andrew Luck, the guy who everyone believes in. Now, the thing that they're doing here, uh, because although, let's be fair, Andrew Luck was not great while he was out there. Mm -hmm. He definitely was having his late sophomore slump. I mean, it's his third year, but he was having what is basically a sophomore slump. Could you count a sophomore slump with the injury? Or was that just... But even when he was out there, he was bad. Yeah, but I mean... He was not good while he was out there. Yeah, I, I'll take it. I'll take it. It was one of those things where I was saying this was maybe a bad season overall just because of the injury in total. But I do look at the passing numbers: two forty, not nothing as high as was two sixty to start the season. Then he gets injured, and then when he came back after those two games, it was three twelve, three thirty three. Then it fell back off. So basically, he did better after missing those two games. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he did have a slow start. Now, it's, you know, he's a guy who you know is going to come back. You know he's going to bounce back. No one's doubting Andrew Luck here. The rest of the team, it's the question of can the rest of the team get to where they need to be for this. That's the problem that Peyton Manning found himself in a lot of times. The Mm -hmm. rest of the team wasn't at that same level, so they couldn't get it done enough. And I don't see anything really that different going on for the Colts. They find themselves in that same situation. They went and they hit the offensive line hard because Andrew Luck, speaking of getting hit hard, Andrew Luck got hit got really injured. fucking hard all injured. the time. All the time he was getting hit. So the first thing they do, they need somebody on the line. They go and they grab people to get on the line. They try and improve the defense, too, because the defense was bad. The unfortunate thing for Andrew Luck early on in his career, which looked really great because he was carrying this team in a really bad division, it's not like that anymore. Mm-hmm. The other teams are good, too, and your team has kind of lingered behind. They really haven't done anything to get any splashes out there, um, at least as far as I'm concerned. The the guys that they went out there to get, like a guy like Frank Gore, didn't really pan out that well. It wasn't the splash that they really were hoping to get. Mm-hmm. So all those big moves that they make haven't done anything that great for them. And they kind of have 
it's almost like they're trying in free agency and everything they're trying is not working. Like they, they're not evaluating well, their talent I mean, that well. I, they're wasting their money in that case. I look at free agency and they didn't really bring in much. I mean, the, their biggest losses are Kobe Fleener. He's now in New Orleans. Which isn't a big loss. Jarrell Freeman, who's now in Chicago with uh Is a little Chicago bit bigger Bears. of a loss. And I mean I mean Dwight Lowry, also a loss in the secondary forum, but what they bring in is Patrick Robinson, cornerback from San Diego, and then Jordan Todman and you got Robin Turbin, Turbin yeah. the two running backs from Dallas and Pittsburgh. Turbin originally had most of his success with the Seattle Seahawks. But, I mean, there's also other players that didn't get signed elsewhere that Andre Johnson's not on this team. He was actually cut. Jack Doyle, tight end. Colt Anderson, safety. Dwayne Allen, or Dwayne Allen signed, it says right there. On my screen, I should read a little bit better. But there are some of these players. Jonathan Newson also was cut. It was one of those things where it's like they let a lot of people go. And they just didn't, like, the free agents they brought in, I'd look and i go, eh. Yeah, exactly. Eh. They didn't do anything to get a splash. I don't know if they're just kind of counting on the fact that. Is this because of what's coming up where Jim Irsay says Andrew Luck will be signed by training camp and they got to reserve some of that money I mean, for I, that? I mean, you have to think it is. You think that you have to think they're saving money. Because it's a big thing. But I think a lot of it was they had quite a few draft picks. Mm-hmm. And they said we went and we spent a lot of money on the line. We spent a lot on defense. We got linebackers. We got safeties. We got defensive tackles. You know, we addressed some of these positions. We're trying to build with youth because those free agent signings they have been doing have not been working. So I think they're trying to kind of reassess their mentality of the mm-hmm. way they're trying to build this team and get it going that way because you have Andrew Luck. You don't need that much else to be successful. Unfortunately, I don't think they're going to be extremely successful. They're going to find themselves in that same pattern of, we're good enough. We can get to the playoffs. We're going to get beat because these other teams are better teams. Mm-hmm. And this is Andrew Luck and the boys. It's just not going to be very comparable. I, I don't want to be too down on the Indianapolis Colts. I don't want anybody getting mad at me for this. We're not saying that they're, they're going to be pretty, bottom feeders. They're pretty average. Well, And here's the thing I think of is the way I see the Colts is, first off, you know, if you're sitting there from a salary cap standpoint, you may be saying, well, okay, I want Andrew Luck's contract locked up before the season starts because if we don't, if he has a big season, we're going to have to owe him more money. However, the way I see it is I kind of think you roll the dice and let him go into the season without a new contract extension. The reason why I say that is he's going to play out of his mind, which is good for your team, you'll make the playoffs. The bad way on that is now you got to see, oh, he played really well, now I have to pay him more money. Mm-hmm. I say just get it done. You're going to pay this guy big bucks anyways. He's going to get his big boy money because he's Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. He's the best young quarterback that there is out there right now. Possibly one of the best now that Peyton Manning's no longer in the game. Yeah. Like, Peyton Manning leaves, Andrew Luck mm-hmm. just goes up one He slot. gets elevated. Uh, you know, he's going to be one of the best for sure. You know he's going to be great. You know he's going to be an Indianapolis Colts mm-hmm. quarterback for his entire career, unless they pull another Peyton Manning and just let him go at the end of it. You know he's going to be there. 
So just get that deal done. I mean, what are you waiting for? Obviously, the terms aren't exactly what they want, but you mm-hmm. know you have to pay this guy money. You know he's going to be one of the highest-paid quarterbacks, if not the highest-paid quarterback in the league. You just have to get it done. You got to swallow that bullet. You got to make it happen. Because it's not like you're spending that money anywhere else. You know, you're waiting and saving that money mm-hmm. so you can sign Andrew Luck. So just do it. Just you know give who, him that deal. You know who I'm looking at this season? There's two people, and they're both offensive players, that need to have big seasons for the Colts. What's that? One has to be Philip Dorsett. Last year I was ranting raving about this kid out of Miami because I thought he was going to be a quality option for them in the slot. Hasn't been. And then also Frank Gore. I'm not expecting you to be the Frank Gore you were with the 49ers, but got to do something. Come though. on, man, you got to do something for this team. You have to be able to maybe put the team on your back do a couple times. Mm-hmm. You have to be better than what you were last season and to me this Colt team the biggest thing that's going to be standing in their way is the next team we're going to talk about the Houston Texans because they went out and if Jacksonville had the best free agency time of this of this division the Texans did even better I mean, they bring in Lamar Miller. They bring in Brock the Cock, Cockadoodle Doo. They bring in Jeff Allen on the offensive line straight from Kansas City. You got Antonio Allen. You've got Tony Bergstrom. And their two biggest losses, we mentioned Ben Jones, he's in Tennessee, and Brandon Brooks, he's in Philly. Okay, I can live with that. Yep. With what I brought in with Miller, Osweller, and Allen being your top three. They definitely they definitely did quite a bit, the Houston Texans, without really going out and doing a ton, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They didn't have much that they really had to fill in. They just needed those little pieces here and there because this defense is fucking terrifying. This defense should be really fucking good. They weren't as great as they should have been last year, that's for sure, but they're going to just gel and do even better as, per, as the years go by, getting two wide receivers mm-hmm. in the draft. One of which, Broxton Miller, doesn't have to be that great. He just has to be an offensive weapon for Exactly. Them. If he can do that, we all know Will Fuller is going to be the real deal. Brock Osweiler has got his options. He's got his good defense. Things aren't that much different than when he was over in Denver. And they don't have to deal with Arian Foster anymore. That's true. Because they cut him. They That's cut true. his ass. He's no longer on the team. He's not in the NFL at the moment. Yeah. And I mean, the big thing for this team is... I do want to say this is the first time in a long time I've been able to kind of talk about this part of it. This is kind of like a little MVP aside kind of a thing. There was one podcast that we did that, Mark, I'll be honest, it was it was mm-hmm. not, from my standpoint, if I'm looking at it from a critique standpoint, wasn't some of our best work when we looked at Brock the Cock when he finally signed with the Texans because... I listened to that podcast, and you know what's the first thing I thought of? How the fuck did I miss Lamar Miller? Yeah. How did I miss him not being on this team? I mean, this is a team that they've got to be the favorites. They've got to be the favorites to win this division. And to me, I mean, bring it. I want to bring the Colts back into it because of what this Texan team has done this offseason. If I'm a Colt fan, I'm sitting there going, well, shit, our time at the top. That window is might be slamming closed this mm-hmm. year. It may be slamming closed. Andrew Luck's got a lot of work to do. 
if that team wants to get back to the top. Mm-hmm. Because they're a team that is relying a lot on Andrew Luck. They do have other pieces too, but they're relying on him a lot. The Houston Texans have that good defense out there. Should be better next year. The offense was just kind of average. They need more production out of the running game. They need a better quarterback. They got the better quarterback. Now we're hoping that the run game is going to be better. Mm-hmm. They got a great you know, option in Will Fuller out there because they, you know, obviously Andre Johnson's gone. This is a team that should be better. They should be able to take this division away and just run away with it because this is a good team. Not amazing. Let's not get too carried away here. Don't get too carried <laughs> away, guys. This isn't the we're not talking number one or number two seed. They've but just, they're gonna be a good team. They've, they've got just this made division. Improvements to this team that are going to make them a solid choice as a division winner or a division mm. favorite, I should a say. A pretty obvious choice. Yeah. yeah. Because I mean they've got to deal with the same schedule and the the way I see their schedule at the beginning is if they can get through the first five games, they'll be fine. First game at home against Chicago, that's going to be the one are the Chicago Bears who we thought they were mm-hmm. because that's going to be our first seeing of this front seven that me and you are high on, even though I'm not a Bears fan. The hard thing about it, too, is this is going to be that's going to be a, a good competition for Brock Osweiler. Mm-hmm. Was he good? You know, was he worth that money mm-hmm. when he's getting that? Newly paid for pass rush mm-hmm. of the Chicago Bears. Then you get the Chiefs, who are going to be a good team this year. Then you get a Thursday night game in Foxborough. However, a good thing for the Texans, Tom Brady, as of right now, not going to play that game. Well, yep. I say Jimmy, as of, Jimmy Garoppolo. I say as of right now because let's be honest, they're we've seen, we've been in this story before mm-hmm. where we were talking about teams. Oh, Tom Brady's not going to hey, be there. Maybe we'll be there next year. Maybe we'll be there next year Maybe again. Maybe we can be there next year again. But then the Titans, probably their easiest game of the stretch. And then at Minnesota. If they can get through those five games, they'll be golden. Should That's be. their toughest. Like I know they've got Indy and Denver coming up next, but Denver isn't the same team that we thought that they were last well, year. Well, we don't know what the quarterback I mean, is anymore. Come on. As of right now, it's oh, – what's his it's name? Mark Sanchez. It's Sanchez and Trevor um, – uh, Simeon. Simeon, who is the kid out of Northwestern two years ago, I believe. They, mm-hmm. he, if Simeon's in, in an open competition with Mark Sanchez to win that job, come on. Paxton Lynch is the guy. That's why you drafted him. Denver's not going to be anything this year. So that's why I look at Denver, and it's not as— I mean, the only thing that that game gardeners for me, it's a Monday night game, and Brock DeCock comes back home. Well, comes back to— what home was last He's going to want some vengeance is what he's going to want. So the Texans are going to shit all over the Broncos. And then I look at their second half, and, yeah, there's a few. Like, that's the bulk of their divisional games with four, but even their non-conference games, the Bengals and the Packers, that's about it. I mean, yeah. they it, it's just those first maybe five, six games. I mean, the Jaguars could possibly wild card make some, some those tough. Those are some wild cards. Some yeah, Joker they can cards. make it difficult yeah. there. But it's going to be... It's pretty much the Houston Texans division to lose yeah, at this point. It's theirs to win, theirs to lose. Whatever they want to do with it is just, I mean, it all depends on what are we going to see. Can Brock the Cock be the guy when he doesn't have Peyton Manning above him or below him on the depth chart? Without, mm-hmm. him, without Peyton Manning on the roster to motivate Brock, can he still be the man? I mean, really, this team, we know what the defense is. 
We know what some of the weapons are. Mm-hmm. It really does come down to, and I, I hate to give it all 100% to the young quarterback here, but it really comes down to, were you worth that money? Yes, are you the real it is, deal? Especially when you're a quarterback. Are you worth the money? Look at Tannehill. Yeah. Look at Tannehill. I he got his big money. about Tannehill. Are you worth the money? Are, are the Tannehills worth the money? That's the and, big question. And, and Ryan Tannehill is getting such a huge break, and he's just giving are being given so many opportunities to prove mm-hmm. it and he's been really lucky in the NFL that wants immediate success mm-hmm. that the dolphins haven't been like no screw you forget it we yeah. haven't done anything we're not going to work with you but the last thing we're going to move into is kind of playoff favorites in this division kind of our early division winner and the way I'll say is this how many playoff teams from this division do you see and who will be the playoff teams for this division? I'm going to go ahead and say just one. It's the Houston Ooh, Texans, division one. winner. Just one? You mm-hmm. don't even think the Colts could get a wild card spot? No, I really don't. I think Colts are about 8-8 eight and eight again, maybe 9-7. and seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, And if they're 9-7, and seven, they're going to be just missing out. Because AFC East, AFC North, those are better divisions. Even though the AFC South is on the uptick, those two divisions are just better than than the AFC South is. There's only one. I hate to agree with you, but I kind of want to say as of right now, I can you should see agree the Colts with me more often, Ricky. <laughs> Why? Because you're mostly you're mostly right. Is that it's better? It? But I could see the Colts making the playoffs if Andrew Luck just has a great season. But here here's what I think right now: the Chiefs are going to be in the hunt for a wild card. The Steelers are going to be in the hunt for the wild card, and the Bills are going to be in the hunt for the wild card. I kind of want to say the Bills make the playoffs, only because Rex Ryan needs to. Rex Ryan needs to to win his job. That means one spot between the Steelers, Colts, and Chiefs. I mean, and I don't know if the Colts can outlast either of those two. Both of them, they can maybe outlast yeah. one of them, not both of them. You, I mean, the AFC East is going to be very interesting. I can't wait to talk about mm-hmm. them because well, you guys, Rex has to. The funny thing about that is. You and Sean actually get mm-hmm. that one last. That's true. Because me, Brandon, and Dave will be at the Cubs Sox. You're going to be day. gone. But Rex Ryan's got to be in there. Adam Gase, new quarter, I mean, new new head coach. Mm-hmm. The Patriots are the Patriots, mm-hmm. and it, the Jets. They have to get Fitzpatrick back at some point, right? Unless Gino's the guy. Gino's the guy. And then you look at the AFC North, and it's Bengals and Pittsburgh Steelers. The Ravens could be better. Potentially. But they so, still got the stank of Mark Trussell. So the Colts, when it comes to all those teams that are competing, mm-hmm. I just put the Colts below them. I just I just can't do it. I can't do it. I'm sorry, Andrew Luck. I think you're going to be sitting at home again in January. The way I see it is right now my favorite to win the division is the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. And the Colts will be in second. As of right now, I would love to say they'll make the playoffs, but I can't with confidence. With confidence, I can't. I could. I can say it I all I say want. It all I just I don't want, believe that, it. Oh, they'll make the playoffs. I just with con- like I said, the Chiefs, Steelers, and Bills are going to be the ones standing in their way. And if they can outlast all three of them, then they'll get. Well, two of them, they'll get in. It's just. The Bills, I don't think they will. And the Steelers and Chiefs, they won't be able to outlast both of them. But, hey, I've been known to be wrong before. I mean, look at my two picks from last year for the kiss of death. We had Cowboys and Colts, both teams, which I found out today. And 
it's kind of a duh moment. What happened to both of those teams injury-wise? Tons of them. And quarterback. Quarterback. Not only did they make the playoff, not make the playoffs, mm. both of their quarterbacks got injured. So I will tell you this, my kiss of death. So pay attention Woo! in fantasy, too, because quarterbacks Man. are going down. Man, my kiss of death. It's getting that strong. It's getting potent. That quarterback is going to get destroyed, and I'm sorry in advance for that fan base that I will release later. But before we wrap it up, anything in this division that we didn't cover that you feel like we need to cover? It's going to be interesting to watch these quarterbacks. There are some good young quarterbacks mm-hmm. in this division. And, you know, I, I think that the future, the, uh, kind of the future face when it comes to quarterbacks in the NFL is in this division. He might not be Andrew Luck. Might not be Andrew Luck. There's some good quarterbacks in this division, that's for sure. I'll give you one last question before I mm. do the whole sign-off thing. Give me your odds that Blake Bortles is the second best quarterback in this division over Andrew Luck this year. For this, for this season? For this season. Your, what's your percentage that that happens? I'm going give it 30. 30%, 30%. 30% that Blake Bortles will be the second best quarterback behind Brock the Cock over Andrew Luck this season from Mark Weber. But that is going to do it for the onside kick this week. I hope that if you're on YouTube, you see me actually signing off this podcast and I'm waving to you. That means the video worked. If you're not seeing this and you're like, Ricky, you're an idiot because I'm looking at the logo. Well, yeah, it didn't work that case. But that is disappointing. That's very disappointing. We're trying to get these video cast new ideas for the YouTube so you're not just looking at the logo. You guys have been asking for, for it podcast. for a long time, so hopefully yeah, you have it. This is something where you ask for it. We like to deliver it if it's something within our power that we can but thank you guys for checking out this podcast whether it was on soundcloud or on youtube go ahead and on soundcloud hit that heart and that repost button on youtube go ahead hit that like and subscribe button you can go ahead and check us out on twitter i'm at ricky widmer mark is at the with two e's mark weber and most valuable podcast is at most valuable pod also check out our patreon page where you can get an exclusive podcast for only $1. And the last one was pretty good. It was Sean, Mike, and Brandon. Mm. Just wait for that next mm. one. That next one's going to be really good. The next one's going to be good. We already know who's going to be on it for August. But that was a good one. You got to go check that one out. Like I said, only a dollar for the exclusive cast. I want to thank you guys for checking out this podcast. Let us know down below in the comment section what you guys think. But as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.